I'm gonna go like womp, and then something's gonna happen. It's go bip, 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 back. <laughs> very good. Listener, you needed to see my hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You can be a pretty cool human being when you're not being a first-class grade A bitch, Jack. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I brought a backup because that was how I, I was figured about it to would be. I was Mark, trying to break you up. Sitting next to Jake is someone else at whom looking makes me want to take a piss. It's Mark. Yeah. Ouch. What? <laughs> for those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 1997's The Faculty, which was a Jake pick, and we will dive into that real soon. Jake's presently waving. Terrible uh, when choice, we Jake. Do, Terrible. Awful. We're going to spoil the shit out of it, so fair warning on that. Uh, and for those of you that are familiar with our Crackerjack operation, we'd ask that you take a minute to head on down to whatever podcasting app you use, like, rate, and review the podcast. It may not seem like much, but believe it or not, it actually does help a lot. But now, we'd better do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Yes? What are your beers for these fears? I want to know about these fears. I went um, a little bit different direction this this week than I normally do. I didn't really go on theme for the movie. I went with what the movie sort of reminds me of, and that's being in high school. Uh, well, shock. I don't know how you got there. So. How could it remind you of that? Uh, I am drinking Labatt's Blue, which was the first beer that I had where I was like, oh, my God, I think I actually like beer. Really? This it was this was, was like was my Labatt. high school. This was my high school go to Canadian. huh? No, can, uh, Labatt's not Canadian. Yeah, yeah it is. It's yeah, definitely okay, Canadian. Good. There's a right. fucking maple right. leaf over the B in Labatt. I should never doubt myself is what I'm learning. God. That's correct. Yeah. Interesting. Side action ball it, it is it is Curve interesting ball. i Curve don't ball you know I, i'll grant you it because this is a hard movie to beer it turns out yeah it's but a screwball this is this is the appropriate amount of content in a beer for this movie you know it's it's nice <laughs> nice and smooth it hits you <laughs> and uh it really really isn't too deep you don't need to think too much about it all right mark i like it um Going along with that, I had a hard time myself uh, um, beering this particular movie. I, I'm drinking a Deadlift Imperial IPA, um, just by the Widmer Brewing Company. The or Widmer. Widmer Brothers? Widmer Brothers Brewing Company. The Brothers of Widmer. Okay. Um, Bros. Bros. <laughs> Bros. <laughs> and I'm thinking of a scene in particular towards the end of the movie where a certain really cool Josh Hartnett gets just absolutely deadlifted and chucked across an entire really? locker room. This is for that scene. This is for one scene in particular. Okay. It, it's uh, one okay. specific beer for one specific scene, but I do think it fits that well. So, so listener, if you're drinking along, what we want you to do is not drink. You want you want to get this beer, not drink it at all until that scene, and then chug the whole thing during the 15 seconds that that scene takes place in <laughs> which would be brutal because this can it's a weird combination of stats on it it's a 19, 20 ouncer 19.2 fluid yeah. ounces at 9.6 percent abv oh okay so it's like almost a bomber almost a bomber a baby bomber 19.2 fluid ounces so nice that's interesting um jake yeah. What are your beers for these fears? Well, it's really hot in here, and right now I'm oh, I'm enamored with the amount of sweat on my <laughs> side. It's so hot. Light. The mountains are already not blue on oh, this side beer, yeah. by the way. Uh, I think spring is 
fucking with my head right now. Either spring or my heating system and inability to control the heat to various independent rooms of the house. We're going to have to fix that in the future because carbon monoxide gets to me as does heat. Well, we have a lot of both of those. Yeah, yeah. Going to be great. great. If you could divert any of those things to another room for just a short time, that'd be great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh what can confirm with actual beer that this was I, I agree hard movie to beer uh i went with another revision this week i've just been on they they're very present in the boise market right now they yeah. have a lot of different beers at all times like every time i go to the store there's a new revision and so this is one of what is usually the rotating this is a new beer i haven't seen before it's a hazy ipa this one's called planet Lovetron planet alien theme and this is like a bunch of high school kids doing the puppy love lovey thing coupling up <laughs> all right i mean better than deadlift uh i mean it's better maybe for the whole movie but way worse for that one specific scene you're so, right planet oh. love tron does not apply to that scene <laughs> to the scene where the guy gets deadlifted except yeah. there, i would go to planet love tron with josh hartnett he's dreamy oh yeah more on that later <laughs> I'd go to okay. Planet Lovetron well, with on. almost everyone in the yeah, cast. Yeah, I was going to say everyone in the cast. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. All right. Well, that's all. Almost. That's all very exciting. I can't wait to hear what... Okay. <laughs> but drinking beer isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We might have also had some other shit rocking our horror worlds. Is that true for you, Mark? Yes, it is. Hey. It always uh, is for you. It better I, have been true for you. <laughs> I assume you want me to talk <laughs> about them? Yes, please. Uh, last, This was tax uh. week. I'm just going to plug that fucking taxes, man. Am I right? Whoo, that's horrifying. Yeah, and we have an LLC now that I had to file the taxes for. Did it late, but we're cool. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I think they uh, there's definitely a grace period uh, for first-time filers. For, there's a grace period for first-time filers, and there's a grace period for people who reported a grand total of 0.00 in income. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad we've been filing all of our income off in that, uh, that secret bank account we have in the Caymans. <laughs> that was a joke, IRS agent, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Um, but actual horror content is also what I have. I watched uh, Ghost Watch from 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, little peek behind the curtain here. Uh, the other thing that's happening this last week and a half is the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm actually legitimately curious if either of you two have any content to talk about because I'm pretty sure that's the only thing we've all been watching. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of it, although less <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah, One okay, game, okay. less a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the... Scene in which I watched Ghost Watch was it was on my main TV and then I had hockey on my laptop and on my PC on either side of the TV. So I was actually watching three things at once. But the volume was coming out of Ghost Watch. That's the important. Oh, thanks part. for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. So this was that British thing that they threw on on like a Halloween, right? Yeah, this was something that they broadcast sort of out of nowhere. They kind of told people that it was going to be a work of fiction, but it did not go over as a work of fiction. And it was one of those things where then they get inundated with callers thinking that their country is now actually haunted. Wow. Um, that wow. stuff's yeah. always interesting. Yeah, no, I and I mean, you can totally see, like, it's executed very well. All of the personalities who are actually on the like ghost watch team are actual BBC personalities that you would see on a day-to-day basis. Apparently I'm reading this from the Wikipedia page, but okay. Cause I obviously <laughs> wasn't watching BBC in 1992. Um, How dare you? Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. But I, mean, I might've been watching BBC in 1992. It does. So it was broadcast one time and one time only it uh, was problematic <laughs> and then has not been rebroadcast. And then my understanding is that it actually wasn't really set back out until 2012 
Um, if you want to watch this, this is on Shutter, and it's on the last chance to see section of Shutter. So Ooh, that hurry. implies to me that you probably only have a few short weeks left if it you want to watch it. By the time this podcast actually drops, you will not be able to watch it anymore. Is that right? <laughs> or are you I don't know. I, don't I have know no fucking that. idea. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, it is a found footage local news documentary that sort of spoofs the Enfield haunting. It's basically a poltergeist in a British house. I highly recommend this one, actually. I'm the found footage guy. I like every found footage thing you put in front of me. But I this is executed very well. And I don't think we see a lot of kind of the local news sort of schmaltzy, like almost PBS, like uh, money-raising drive type feels. That's what this felt like to yep. me because they're cutting so they're cutting back and forth <laughs> between like the content and the people in the studio and they're like taking phone calls of people who have seen ghosts and shit. Well, that's a very specific thing. <laughs> it has a very specific texture that I haven't seen before or at least haven't seen much of and I uh, totally resonated with me and I loved it. Wow. So that's okay. how, Yeah, that's Ghost Watch from 1992. I got one how other long thing. Is it? About how long it's is a tight it? 90. Tight 90. Well, that I like. Yeah. Uh, I got one other thing, which I I just wanted to talk about Elijah Wood, uh, and I was already on Shutter. Oh, so, me um, too. <laughs> I always want to talk about Elijah. <laughs> dude, that dude's that dude's super cool. If if yes, we're making we're, list of yes, like yes, celebrities that I would yes. just like to chill out with for like six yes. hours, grab He's a beer. Quite near the Elijah Wood list. Top yeah. five, yes. I think. Yeah. Yes. Um, I watched the movie called Grand Piano from 2014. Yeah. Was that also on Shutter? Is that how you saw that one? It, it was, yeah. I, this yeah. has been sort of at the top of the list for, it just sort of greets you every time you log in for the last, I don't know, year and a half. He's all over Shudder. Uh, and, and it's just Elijah Wood's That's face. That's cool. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I wanted to throw this on there. I always read the description because it seems super interesting. The elevator pitch for it is a concert pianist played by Elijah Wood has to play the perfect unplayable concerto or a piano will or a sniper will kill him it reminds me of like <laughs> the premise reminds me of a cross between well it doesn't remind me it seems like a cross between that fucking phone, phone booth, booth movie phone booth, phone booth yep. is an underrated and movie. never seen it seems and weird. that level in bioshock well that i don't know with oh oh, oh yeah the one sander cohen yeah yeah god that is a good level mark yes. i'd recommend phone booth to you it's an underrated flick uh, did it come out? It came out in the late '90s slash early 2000s, so it would definitely be right up. I my think it's alley. like an 0304 joint. That's yeah. perfect. That's exactly in my bailiwick. Colin uh, Farrell will probably watch it and weigh in at some point. Yeah. Can I talk about it on here? Does it count as horror-ish? Uh, I'll allow booth? it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll berate you for it afterwards, but I'll allow it. Uh, but I mean, you're gonna berate me regardless. Seems possible. Yes. Gr- Grand Piano is a movie that. Kind of seems like it probably should have been like a short film that was 20 minutes long that they turned into a 90 minute feature. It Ooh. doesn't drag particularly. And actually the musicality like sprinkled throughout the whole movie is pretty good, which makes sense because it's set inside a like Philharmonic concert. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's sort of a threadbare premise. There's only so much you can wring <laughs> out of this thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but Fair I mean, enough. if you like a change of pace, go for it. That one's also on Shutter. I dig that. Jake, what's been rocking your horror world? As Mark got to talking about his first one about Ghostwatch, I realized I had an epiphany about that how you were watching BBC in 1992. Yeah, I did. Uh, no, how closely related the two things his thing was with my one rocking my horror world <laughs> okay. piece that I have this week. So, 
few things going on here. I also watched a found footage movie that was also kind of like PBS in its nature, local access type documentary. It's a mockumentary movie, if you okay. will. A mock documentary, if you will. <laughs> yeah, to coin a phrase. Uh, it's a doc mock. It's one that I had seen recently on a couple of lists. It was just one, I'd heard about it like once, totally kind of just forgot about it. And then recently it was Bader Meinhof. It was like on three lists that I saw about found footage movies you should probably check out. So I decided, okay, I'll do it. And then when we were watching this movie this week, the feature presentation movie, which I had as 98, you had as 97, that's horror for you. This is also from 98. So I was like, it's the perfect storm. I'm going to watch it. Uh, it's the perfect storm of two <laughs> movies that came out within... Exactly. Days of each well, other. I wanted to see it. It was a reason, okay? I, that's all I needed was It was a destined, Mark. The fates foretold it. <laughs> I should probably tell you the name of this movie. This movie is called Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County. I have seen this all the time, and I've always wanted to watch it, like on weird, obscure... <laughs> this is a weird movie. It's on some like weird lists, right? It's on a bunch of lists. I... Anyway, it was like, you should probably watch this found footage movie. I had a hell of a time finding it, and I actually think it aided my viewing experience because I watched it in, like, shitty 240p on Daily Motion with Spanish subtitles. Fuck Whoa. yeah. <laughs> and that made it better. It made it so much better. <laughs> I really liked this movie. Nice. <laughs> it, it got under my skin a little bit. I don't know how it did, but it did. Because they aren't that, gr- they aren't that great, the actors, but they do just enough. <laughs> And the grainy, like the graininess of it, and the shittiness of that local broadcast style, just mixes with it and creates this strange brew that just got under my skin. A uh, couple interesting things about this one, like I said, it's found footage movie. It aired on Fox uh, in 1998. Wow. Had a little bit of a thing where people thought that it was playing itself as real. Well, that's like around the era that Unsolved Mysteries was doing sure. like Bigfoot yeah. and Jack the Ripper yeah, and yeah, yeah. aliens and shit. And that also like would have been right around Blair Witch Project, right? It Didn't was before it was before Blair Witch. Okay. Theatrical 99. Okay. Fair enough. And uh yeah, so it created a little bit of a kerfuffle too. Lower key than it sounds like Ghostwatch was, but it I don't know how many people saw it on Fox. I didn't do a ton of research. Um, This is an interesting movie, and as I started watching it, I could see a bunch of different alien movies that have come after it, things they've pulled, I think, from this one. Sure. Like Signs, (laughs) pulling some things from this one, which I thought was really cool. Just kind of a creepy little movie. If aliens get to you and you like found footage and any of that low-budget kind of wonkiness is up your alley i think you're really gonna like this it's just kind of hard to find no i dig that a lot and remind me of where the incident occurred lake county lake incident in lake county oh one other thing i can't pronounce this actress's name very well so you guys can help me out but it has emmanuel shrieky chikri chikri yeah she's in this movie from entourage yeah her (laughs) she's in that movie (laughs) that's what i saw i would recommend it i was shocked at how much I liked it. I don't have many opinions on on her ability as an actor, but I do find her pretty. Uh, sure. You won't have many different opinions after watching this. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> She's also hard to see because, like I said, 240p. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, else? listener, if you know where we can watch it, not in 240p with Spanish subtitles, let us know. Although I'm apparently that you, might aid the viewing experience. It helped. The Spanish subtitles didn't, but the <laughs> shittiness of the quality I thought did. Honestly, I had a I had a very similar viewing experience when I watched the Poughkeepsie tapes, which famously had like oh, yeah. a very weird release thing where it just never came out. I think it is officially available now, but it was a similar thing. I watched that on like 
daily motion something or other and it's like a copy of a vhs tape that you're watching over a streaming video website you're just like (laughs) what the fuck is happening it makes it feel much more voyeuristic or something yes it makes it feel like you're watching a piece that you shouldn't like some deep deep dark web shit that is not meant for public consumption yep yeah all right it's That's cool. Nice. It, are there are there the you remember when you had to when you put VHS tapes in the VCR and you'd have to adjust the tracking <laughs> and there were the tracking lines? Are there yeah. tracking lines in this? Uh, so that's a tough question to ask, and it's for a specific reason. L- okay, this isn't spoilery. This is not <laughs> okay. too spoilery. Oh, because the aliens create some type of visual effect? The aliens are hard to get into focus. I actually gotcha, think this gotcha, movie gotcha, did gotcha, a gotcha, tremendous gotcha. job at knowing its limits with uh, effects. That's cool. I, li- and, I like and, that And weaving shit. them into what it did from a I'm air quoting. And that works especially well in a found footage movie, right? The plot of this movie is basically non existent. It's a family (laughs) on Thanksgiving, aliens show up, and then they're kind of fucked. Nice. I like that. What else you got? Or is it just me? Now it's me. It's just you, buddy. I have no movies. Yeah, you left yourself to last, which implies to me that you do have some content to Okay, well, here's the thing. Number one, I didn't. As you were going, Jake was waving wildly yeah. at me, pointing to him, <laughs> and he mouthed the words, me next, and a question mark, like, eight times, and I was like, yeah, I fucking get it, you next. Yeah, I um, wanted to loop my thing in with Marks, they were so similar. I like that, but I, I don't just have created nothing. radio magic. I do have two things, in fact, neither of which are a movie, are but I do have books? two horror things. One's books? a book, Okay. one's a television program. Programs. Um... Jack, if you tell me that you read another book and it wasn't a head full of ghosts, I'm actually going to get mad at you. It wasn't a head full of ghosts. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Come on. This one was was on sale at the local bookstore as a 2019 new horror release, so I wanted to check it out. It was an author I hadn't heard of, so I got excited about that. Um, but I've since kind of Googled it. It's on some like best of 2019 lists, and I can agree with that, at least in my experience. The book is called Will Haunt You by a guy named Brian Kirk, and I... Kind of really dig this movie. It's a little book. bit similar to Deathgasm. Book, listener. Book. book. I kind of dig this book. It's it's a little bit similar to Deathgasm in premise alone. This is a like heavy metal rocker who like is just living his life. He's got a kid, but he's not too worried about it. And then this isn't a spoiler. He is like the premise of the book. He he through his inaction allows his kid to be very injured and his life dramatically changed so then he's struggling to stay sober and then there's a supernatural book that is a fictional like book of the devil that's going to kill you at some point but then maybe it's not so fictional very not like the best premise in the world but it is well written i like it's got a good combination of like humor and uh, and just a good natured wit about it combined with scary shit does he slap any demons with an- anal beads no he does not. How about a dildo? No. Okay. It's care. a decidedly less comedy than Death Gas. Mm. So, but it is a good book. I could recommend it. Definitely check it out. And it's cool that uh, I, I don't know. I, I like the book. I like that it came out this year. It's doesn't feel like a 2019 horror book in the way a lot of the others do, which are like way more psychological and turning inward. And at least that's the theme I'm seeing. It's very difficult for me to ask you probing questions about books. <laughs> okay. You should read more. I don't know. Was it, how was its oeuvre? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I am excited to read more of Brian Kirk's oeuvre because it's, uh, it was well written. I really enjoyed that part cool, of it. Man. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be cool. That was really good. What's, and... the, what's the perspective of the book? Third person, omniscient, or like first person? First Those person. Are the from only the only things I know about books. <laughs> Second Those... person, semi-omniscient. <laughs> <laughs> it's written from the perspective of people the main character talks to, but they all know exactly what's going on in his life. <laughs> 
That's not true. That's what, that's what, okay. that's <laughs> what second person semi-omniscient I don't know be, if that actually as is. As best I can tell. Yeah. No, second person semi-omniscient. No, that, that would be third person semi-omniscient. Yeah. Second person would be, it's written from the person, like you are just talking directly to the person yeah, who but is third, the protagonist. Third, no, no, no. I think, I think it's commonly accepted that second person is characters in the book that aren't the main character. I think it's right? commonly accepted that second person isn't really a thing. It is. There yeah, are second some books per- that You just skip the way. second person. It very rarely right happens. The second person. <laughs> in any case, cool book. Check it out. Then my lovely wife and I have been watching a TV show. We're about three episodes into this new season. Just dropped on Netflix. This is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, season okay. two. Yep. Um, How many more devil courts are there? None so far in the first okay, three well, episodes, which is good because that was my by far my least favorite episode of season one. <laughs> It was infuriating. I kind of liked the tone of it, but holy shit, it pissed me off. Um, but no, the second season, I don't want to spoil the first season, but I will say that the second season is a little bit unleashed in things that they were wanting to build to, I think, and they got that freedom and they did it. So that's pretty cool. Still good. It's still the chilling adventures of Sabrina. If you like the first season, you'll like the second season. And there's still a distressing, even though it is explicitly in the same universe as uh, Riverdale, distressing lack of crossover. I feel like two. that's a tough bridge to cross being one is full of witches and if it's now unleashed even more unrealistic mayhem. The literal devil, yeah. Yeah, whereas you know, Archie's still doing his thing. They're all dramatic, uh, but they're not really breaching the realm of magical realism. One, that's I mean Sabrina started as a subcharacter in Archie comics. And two, I mean I get that. Archie just cro- got I'm out just of- saying crossovers are going to be hard. Archie just got out of leading an underground fight ring while he's serving his life sentence for murder. And then he ran away to the woods and got mauled by a bear and almost died. So Archie's getting pretty dark, too. Well, they got to ramp up. (laughs) What they need to do is do a crossover, but somehow have Sabrina be like six seasons in the future. Or Archie. Actually, no, they need Archie season eight to cross over with Sabrina season like one. (laughs) So they need Archie to come on and like things that he's talking about like four years and then it's they can just build to it too that late would be for fucking that. brilliant i would love that <laughs> it's too late for that or under your scenario it might be too early for that but either way they've already ruined it because there is they're in the same timeline right there's a character that has showed up in both shows as the same character so yeah. that's what i've got <laughs> so now it's got to be time to go to the feature presentation <laughs> Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 1997's The Faculty. Jake, this was your the pick. The Faculty, yep. Why'd you pick it? Uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. What's my favorite horror movie? Uh, from Dusk Till Dawn sometimes. Sometimes. You've got other things on that list. It's on my favorite horror movie. Oh, God, really? You're really blown up his spot. I don't know, man. Hey, blown up my spot. It's from Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. Who directs that movie? I know. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, who directs this movie? Robert Rodriguez. I hadn't seen this movie. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you something else. I hadn't seen it either. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Hey, guys, this was going to be my uh, my confession for (laughs) for the podcast. I also have not seen this movie. That's kind of a rare one, especially from a big name movie. (laughs) Wait, what? This movie was huge when it came out. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how it's now. Look, we were a little young. We were like, I saw some messed up shit when I was a kid. But we were I mean, I think I was eight when this way more messed up shit than this. But this has extended. Jack, you're my age, and I don't think you're that bad at subtraction. You were definitely 10 when this came out. In 1997? 8. I don't know where you're getting 7 from. It came out on the 25th of December, 1998. 
Uh, I kept reading 1997. You probably saw In any like, case, then I was oh, nine. God. Okay, fine. Nine and a half. <laughs> Rounding upward, that's ten. This is a Christmas Day release? Uh, what a what weird movie this? to yes. release on Christmas Day. I like what it. What the fuck? That's perfect. What hey, you gotta see something. choice. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but man, we, this is like a... Probably a classic that none of us have seen before. Well, I guess we'll have plenty to talk about. Holy shit. Okay. But, Jake, you did pick it. Yeah, I did. So 30 seconds around the goddamn clock. You're going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. That clock is going to start when you start. We got a gaggle of high schoolers, pretty much breakfast club style. One of them is Elijah Wood. He finds this weird cephalopod-type thing in the field and takes it to his science teacher, John Stewart, by the way. There's a lot of people in this movie. I'm going to blow by that. Uh, they Are figure you- out there's a bunch of uh, weird shit going on alien. Like, they don't know what it is. And all of a sudden, when they're trying to get some stuff in the newspaper, the high schoolers find out the teachers might be aliens or getting infected. They try to track it down. Everybody's getting fucking infected. They need to find the queen to kill it because they base it on how movies work. And they do. Time. It's a new girl. They kill it. You saved it. You got a lot closer I got than almost I thought done. you were going to get. I got yeah. almost done. Yeah. It's because I took too much time saying that I wasn't going to talk about more actors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well. There's a lot of actors in this Holy movie. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. My God. Uh, first movie for Usher. Usher. Yeah, Usher Raymond. One. Yeah, really? I, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't even know he is. had a last name, to be honest. With <laughs> I know. I also didn't know that his, like, born name is Usher. Uh, first movie for Jordana Brewster. Yeah. Who, oh, my God. Cute as a button. Uh, I don't even know if that's the right term, but yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Yes. I mean, maybe too irritating to be cute as a button throughout most of the film. She but... is extraordinarily attractive. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, like, actually, these kids are, like, pretty, pretty yeah. like, half and half, though. Like, half of them are high school age. Okay, okay, well, you said half and half before you said the thing you meant half and half about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, we were all waiting with bated breath for you to actually drop the adjective. Half and half high school age. Look, Let's we'll just, dive. I'm just, because this was something that I had in the movie does right, we don't have to jump to movie does right right now, but I'm just going to fire off the rest of the cast. We got Jon Stewart. We got Robert Patrick. That. Selma Hayek. Dan Von Bergen. Josh Hartnett. Elijah Wood. Famke Jansen. Danny Masterson, for some reason, <laughs> Clea Duvall, Chris McDonald, and it's all directed by Rob Rodriguez. B.B. Newerth, yeah. you didn't say Lilith. Yes, also How her. Dare you. B.B. It's Newerth. a fucking long list, dude. It's hard. <laughs> Why did you say yeah. Clea Duvall and not B.B. Newerth? She's one of the main characters. So is And also, Lilith. she's been in a lot of shit, too. She's, she's currently in Veep, and I think this and Veep might be the only things she's been in. Uh, she's in Argo. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a big movie. Yeah. She's in Identity, which we're eventually going to watch on this podcast because I've been wanting to watch it for a long time. And Jake still hasn't watched any movies with John Cusack in it for some reason. In any case, I'm offended what? by your exclusion of B.B. Newirth. Uh She probably is too, and I would like to officially apologize for that. Good. Was this something that we Good. bet on? Me watching movies with John Cusack? Do I not remember something? Actually, yes, we did bet on that a long time ago. I can't what? remember what the actual bet was, but then we figured out that the only John Cusack movie you've actually seen is Con Air. Oh, yeah, well, this was on the podcast. Yeah, I don't remember. This, this happened on air. <laughs> it would. It, well, it had to be the movie with John Cusack. It had to be whatever room number that was. I'm gonna be the oh, hero we need, and I'm that gonna get us it. back on format. So you both shut the fuck up. Let's just okay. go stream of consciousness today, Jack. Let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits in. Alien boom. Yeah, probably. 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 Uh, yes. They say alien a lot, but it's never like explicit. Jack. Jack. 
I'm pretty sure the a, monologue from Mary Beth or whatever pretty much elucidates that it's an alien. Yeah, she says okay. she's an alien. I think well, that's good enough. It's an unreliable narrator. Classic Forrest Gump <laughs> situation. It's a film. You can't trust anything on the screen. It's not real. It's not. Nothing's real. She was uh, lying. Yeah. She was from Atlanta. It's an the alien. They come to us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind. I mean, classic. Can we call this a classic? You yeah, already no. talked about it as a classic. It might be a classic. I don't know. Is it really? I don't know. I mean, it's 20 years old. I'm only throwing this out there. I've only seen it once, so I don't think I have the uh, the chops to say that this is a classic or not. But, uh, I, I, I mean, not... it's definitely one that's been out there in the zeitgeist that I've been meaning to see for a long fucking time. And now that yeah, I've seen yeah, it, yes. it's really good. So why I'm not? I'm going to oh. throw this out there as a possibly contentious option. And I don't think it's fully this, but it has elements approaching body horror. I know that's what you're going to say. You um, son of a bitch. Jack, you don't know what body horror is. <laughs> It has elements approaching. I'll give you that. Yeah, for sure. Mark, sub-sub-genre. Body horror, sub-sub-genre, elements approaching, comma, Okay, almost the thing can't be a subgenre of a thing. There's already a term for that. It's just almost that thing. Yeah, why can't it be? Oh, my God. There's a distinction to be made, or you would have said it was body horror. I don't think it is. Ah, Exactly. Christ. You've really boxed me into a corner here, He factoted it. I feel like all of these have a sub-point where it's just ish. Yeah. No matter what. Body horror-ish. There yeah. you go. That's what that is. I think that <laughs> might be it. Jake, you want to sprinkle something else on top? Comedy. It's kind of comedy. Uh, Yeah. Sure. Comedy. We have we have conspiracy on the list, and there are elements of that Why where people are conspiring. On the list? I think that's that's actually an important <laughs> aspect of like the middle point of this movie long. when they first see when they see Selma Hayek get attacked, and then they run away, and then they like the cops are in on it briefly. Oh, that's when Mac- that's this when McDonald's a, in the movie. It's not like Shoot a, a, it's not like a conspiracy in terms of there is no actual conspiracy. It's just all the alien. Uh, like the, all the conspiracy stuff is necessarily subsumed by the alienness. Is this officially a hive mind? And if so, can a hive mind conspire with itself? I think it almost has to. Uh, no. It's I've, all one it, consciousness. It has to be a hive mind or the ending wouldn't work. Doesn't make any sense at and all. And that's definitely and by the, way, the only thing that means the ending wouldn't have worked. The fact that Clea <laughs> Duval figured out this is a hive mind immediately based on nothing is something that's going to come up later. It probably shouldn't, though. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. That's probably all the subgenres. Yeah, that's thus ends the award-winning segment. So what does this movie do right? Well, uh, we already but, touched on it, so we don't need to belabor the point, but the cast is very good. The cast? Holy diver! Extensive. Uh, who's the guy who played the, the commandant in Malcolm in the Middle? What's that actor's name? Dan Von Bargen. I love He's him so much. He's also the chief much. from Super Troopers. Yeah, I love him so much. Yep. <laughs> He's so funny. Yep. And he, he plays, like, he might get the most range of any character in this, because he plays, like, the full-on, not-giving-a-shit alcoholic teacher. I and think he's then history. Like a, he's the history class guy. Yeah. Mr. Tate. <laughs> and then he plays a full-on, I care a lot about this and get my class into shape, because I'm assimilated by an alien guy. <laughs> and then he's just like, everyone write down your family members' names. Yeah, very <laughs> this good. This is your test. <laughs> <laughs> this is There's, the test. Yeah. Fuck, man, there is really a lot of good humor buried into this, sort of just in general how, I mean, let's separate this real quick, but the whole characterization of high school vis-a-vis, like, culture in the 90s, separate from that, okay, the writing of this and the jokes that they sprinkle in based around, like, the, the status of education and just, like, what it's like to be a kid in this time uh-huh. are actually really goddamn funny. Like, all of the teachers are the ones 
putting in the extra effort to make us laugh. And I actually really appreciate the contrast between what they are before they're assimilated and what they are after they're assimilated. It works really well. This this movie also, Mark, you bring this up sometimes in the segment, is a fucking time capsule. Holy yeah. shit, this is a 90s yeah, movie. Yeah, one of the first things I was going to say was the soundtrack. Oh my, oh my. Well, the soundtrack I was going to bring up in Does Middle. No, oh. it's Does Right, no. Jack. Fuck you, man. No. Uh, no. Excuse me, because they have an Alice Cooper cover by Creed, so it cannot no, I, be Does no, Right. No, Creed didn't do the Alice Cooper cover. They just have a How Creed song. How is that song. not the best time? Uh, I'm 18. We need to pause. That is the best time capsule thing I've ever an alice actually cooper? and that does fit the song i'm that 18 does fit. right by alice cooper is sung by creed in this movie oh i thought there's, you're talking about schools out no there's okay. multiple creed songs there in is this a movie. creed song and then i did not put two and two together on the other one they also and did mark the is right that is a great time capsule uh, and fuck. there's a cover of another brick in the wall by fucking tom morello and lane staley oh dude. my god yeah, okay. The fucking <laughs> like soundtrack is perfect. No, there's Oasis, no. there's The Offspring. Come, what? Yeah, all, let's let's pause for a moment to talk great, about the But it the, cannot be right because they took an Alice Cooper song, which is absurd enough and fits into the 90s. I'm 18 by Alice yep. Cooper fits into the 90s. Okay, fine, 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 fine. And they replaced it with a Creed version of it. Cannot be does right. Very late 90s. <sighs> there is yeah, there's basically an 8-month period of time wherein that is acceptable. And this per, is it. Per just like, but you know, what the zeitgeist of the time, and that is exactly when this movie came out. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> that was a bad decision. Probably three months later, <laughs> the public turned hard on Creed. I don't know. Do you guys remember that? It was just suddenly they just dropped off a goddamn cliff. Yeah, they were just then the butt of every joke for ten years. Yep. Well, it that'll was... happen when you're bad musicians. Yeah, well, it turns ooh, out. Hot and you take yourself as seriously as Chad Kroger takes himself. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good recipe. Oh, but he ended up married to Avril Lavigne, so there's something there. I have n- okay. The soundtrack is good. Okay, <laughs> it's good. Don't talk to me about how it's not, or even middle. No. Oh. Well, I was gonna bring it up in middle. Yeah, there's a there's a there's an audio foam panel that's falling off of the ceiling, so we're gonna have to scarecrow very briefly. It's melting from the ceiling. It's so hot in here. I appreciate the ragging on the Creed aspect, but I don't appreciate the actual point you made. I, yeah, I had my headphones off. Oh, I by the way, we just came back in. It doesn't matter. You don't have to cut that. It was gold. <laughs> okay. I, I took my headphones off. I wasn't listening. That's fine. Oh, you weren't going to be listening anyway. Probably. It's just very likely. What else did the movie do right? The set pieces. Um, this movie is built around individual set pieces that they basically spend the entire movie setting up. Uh, specifically... This is probably the one that will resonate most with our audience, but the thing scene where they're pretty Which much one? blatantly just copy the scene from the thing where they're I doing mean, the blood test. Yeah, the blood test is, is a there's weird t- caffeine pill test. There's two scenes that are so obscenely the thing. This one and Famke Jansen's head. Well, yeah. The Famke Jansen's head will come up. <laughs> in the in the effects score later, yes. <clears throat> uh, but they, they do it to a very great effect. I actually think like the payoff from those scenes is... Actually, pretty exceptional. The other two that I had circled on here is that the the football game is pretty epic. The one at the very end when they're actually like converting the students from the other school, and that's the scene where you get the Tom Morello brick in the wall cover thing, uh, and also the collapsing bleachers, which is a weird phobia that I don't think you see ever represented on film. I loved that scene. <laughs> that's actually a really good point. Yeah. I Those are a don't real need thing. to be as surprised as you are when I make good points. <laughs> no, I just no no no. Mark, you know what? 
That was actually <laughs> you, a really intelligent Hold on, thing. Here, buddy. Hold on. You were smart for a second. <laughs> no, the thing is, I that's such a an obvious and not out exceptional thing, and yet, yeah, you never see it. It's so mundane. And Honestly, we've all we've I mean, all been there. Yeah, we well, we specifically haven't been there because our junior highs and high schools did not have the electronic bleachers. Right, we had like hand pushing ones. Fuck yeah. you. But still, <laughs> I didn't like, go to North. That is <laughs> bastards. <laughs> that is something that I've seen recreated many times, talked about on like internet message boards and stuff of like playing underneath the bleachers and then they start to close and you're like, oh my god, what the fuck? Yeah, and it's. I think those are like relatively high torque motors, so I you like- could presumably bit be injured. Kind of badly. I like playing <laughs> underneath the bleachers. <laughs> That's what most Dude, teenage when I kids was, are doing. When under I was bleachers. like eight, and I'd go to my dad's like eight city league basketball games. Okay. I didn't watch any of the basketball. I just played underneath the bleachers. That place that's was fine. fucking cool. Yeah, but that's a way- that's not okay. Yeah, yes. but like you understand that in high school, most things people are doing under bleachers is like making out or it's smoking nefarious. or something. I no, I've seen the Skittles commercial. You're passing Skittles between people. You're you're picking. I fucking hate I that fucking commercial. hate it. You're Don't talk to me about You're picking Skittles that. off of the skin like it's a fucking boil. And then eating Christ. it. Like it's a chicken box. Yeah, thanks for making it. Fuck you. But yeah, the set Jesus. pieces. Uh, I also very much enjoy the scene. This is not so much a set piece as it is just a single individual stunt payoff. But the scene when Famke Jansen gets ejected out the front of the windshield. Oh, it's, it's yeah, very it's good. It's the best goddamn thing I've seen all year. <laughs> Watching that obvious dummy. <laughs> yeah, just very clearly a mannequin. Is so good. Is so good. Because they clearly could have tried to touch that up, and they didn't. And, and, I think like, that was and like, that's why it's something I, it does right. That was a right. direct choice. That's Absolutely. It does Absolutely. right, because it's so fucking stupid. It's exactly like, I think the last time, no, it might have been two times ago that we recorded. After the recording, Jack and I fucking sat here, oh, and we watched shit, Fight yeah. for Your Right Revisited, and there's a scene where, which one is it? Gets hit by a car, and it's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's the exact it's, same uh, dummy It's Danny fling. Boyle. Danny Boyle? What's that guy's name? Danny Boyle. Yeah. Danny Boy? No. The pipes? The pipes are calling? The, the, the God Christ. The guy from the new Alien movies and uh, Vice <laughs> Principals. Danny. And I think his name is Danny Boyle. You're probably right. I don't know. Fuck. Jack, you're usually right. You're such a smart and intelligent person. No, I feel like we're all we're all idiots. It's not Danny Boyle, dude. Danny it's McBride. The, oh. McBride. Shit. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> McBride. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you should have bet. Obvious. You should have bet. Yeah, I had it in my brain balls. In any case, yeah, it's uh that's that's pretty fantastic yes, stuff. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Any more set pieces you want to talk about there, Buster? Uh, I no, want to that's talk- it. But I, I literally stood up and cheered. I gave it a standing ovation when Famke Jansen was yes, ejected from the as, as did I. This scene also has brilliantly shot scenes. I don't think the cinematography is like particularly noticeable throughout, but there's a what? few scenes in here that are astonishing. The Robin Rodriguez of, is doing some shit. With he's the ca- doing a lot yeah. of shit. I love some of the zooms. It's like, it's, I'm going to go like, womp, and then something's going to happen. It's going to go, bip. That's <laughs> very good. Listener, you needed to see my hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you painted an accurate word picture. Thank you can you. you can figure out what he was trying to do. And the other the scene I loved more than anything that I thought was fantastic was the scene where she is fully the alien queen and she's walking through the locker room and her shadow sure. is the full tentacle monster and well, it's that just was like cool. her in her human form. That's one of the coolest so- shots and effects. Oh. Holy shit. I definitively had that in Does Middle. <laughs> what? I just thought it. I mean, the CG shadow doesn't look great, and then it's also just a weird. I don't understand why physics would work like that. 
They wouldn't, and I'm not. I, like I was and more why than happy to suspend my disbelief and it's not convinced movie. it was CG. Yeah. Well, it was CG. It definitely. Okay. <laughs> I, it was. There is a zero percent chance <laughs> yeah. that it's practical. There's they not did a zero cool practical. Chance. Okay, here's the next thing. Cool practical. They do really practical, practical. They do practical. Yeah. In the bleachers, that is a gigantic animatronic lizard alien. John Stewart's fingers crawling across the floor. Those look like shit. That's, look, is, I think that's practical, but it's still like it's claymation it's, or like yeah, stop, somehow yeah, it stop motion. Somehow yeah, like it didn't that. work correctly. I liked it. You can do stop motion poorly, and I didn't think it was good. It I didn't actually the think it was stop motion. Me. Uh, it did it. It did. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, um, before we get too far from Robert Rodriguez, what I had written down about him was that he's kind of the perfect director for this because the movie itself doesn't take itself too ser- too seriously, and he's kind of like he's so aggressive in his like filmmaking and editing that like the, the the way he's straightforward about it just presents it to you in a way that perfectly augments the schlock. I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. He's yeah. the best. Turns out. Josh Hartnett is so dreamy. Man, he's I, so wh- cool. Why do you he, go to Josh Hartnett first, man? It's wrong. Because he's so dreamy. Whatever, dude. No, I actually, I totally agree with Jack on this one. Josh Hartnett's well, character is weirdly complex for I a don't... character played by Josh Hartnett. Look. <laughs> well, okay. Ouch. Hold on. Weirdly complex Have you not for... seen 40 Days and 40 Nights? For a he's... man of your <laughs> Mark, intellect. Mark, he's horny throughout that entire movie. He's so <laughs> yeah. complex. And uh, and in Pearl Harbor, he's uh, he's horny throughout. That. <laughs> it's Mark. He's he's a very he's got a lot of range. This guy. No, but honestly, what I'm saying is the archetype has has like a weird amount of range. They paint him as the stoner drug dealer guy, but then he's also like a fucking brilliant biologist. Yeah, you know I, I really dig him. Yeah, it's he's it's a different character than you typically see in a movie, and I think that, I mean obviously they're doing that on purpose to sort of subvert the ideas we have about high school movies from the 90s. Well, yeah, and it's what you have with the jock and all that. This came out a couple of years before, like, not another teen movie, right? This is, like, in this era of we need to poke fun at these stereotypes rather than conform to them. Yeah. I don't know if I would say that any of the other characters really do that, though. I mean, the jock is pretty much just a straightforward... I mean, I guess he quits the what? team specific... Okay, He's, like, fine. intellectual, and he wants to make yeah, something fine. himself okay. for his intellect. I convinced myself otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I changed my mind mid-sentence. The, the only one who doesn't is Elijah Wood. He kind of remains constant throughout yeah, it. Yeah, he but is. he's a good character I, throughout well, it. Well, it's because it's fucking Elijah Wood. Yeah, Do we say that Elijah Wood was in this movie and that he's the best? He is the best. Also, everybody in this movie can get it. This is a movie full of attractive people. Can yeah. get it. Can get it. Um, oh God. I'm going to, I'm going to break format here for a second, just because that is a perfect dovetail into one of the things this movie does wrong that we will, we'll pick back up with does right in a second. But the casting of Famke Jansen, I, how do you say her first name? Famke, I think. Okay. Famke Jansen. Ignore uh, that I said Famke it, earlier it, this it, episode. I say Famke. It <laughs> really is, doesn't matter. Is one of the most preposterous and befuddling things. You cannot Why? cast Famke Jansen and expect me to think that she's frumpy. There's a 0% chance she can pull that <laughs> frumpy off. Frumpy and timid. Especially because how many years was it since she played uh, Russian name on a top? Oh. Xenia on a top? Xenia, thank on you. On top? No, just on a top. On a top. Xenia yeah. on a top. I couldn't I remember the first, first name. Down. How, many, how many years was it since she played uh, like, like three or four? The Bond girl of the 90s. Ah, Halle Berry too. Never mind. It's a bad point. It's a good point. You no, just it's said a good. It it's a yeah. It's a good point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a good point, dude. Why does it matter? It's fucking Famke Jansen. Yeah, I think it might be Fam- she's, Famke Janssen. She's yeah, a, you can't you can't 
cast one of the most astoundingly beautiful people alive today and then dress her up and put glasses on her and be like, ah, they, no one will notice. They really she tried to pull really she's good like that. that, too. I was like, damn, she's really attractive with glasses. <laughs> uh, to take great. us back to what the movie does right, though, as far as casting decisions go, holy shit, Robert Patrick. is oh This is the, the role he was God. born to play. This I want to know... I want to know exactly what fraction of his audition tape is him just sprinting. <laughs> sprinting <laughs> like, is and that then all just reading lines from Terminator 2. Well, yeah, they were just like, <laughs> do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We want you to sprint full bore, and then the, she's going to hit you with a vase, and it's going to be the, one of the best things in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> My God. He's like, yeah, I can sprint. I can sprint real good. Yeah. <laughs> but I am being serious. Like, his... he. I mean, it's basically the same role as the Terminator, and it's nice to like. He parlays it well. He plays has he it good. ever not played a villain? Has uh, he ever played any role that wasn't just the Terminator? I well, I'm sure he has. Yes, but he is. I a have vil- seen he exactly three Robert Patrick movies: this Terminator, Terminator Two, and I think it was called The Marine. Did he play a villain in the Marine? He was definitely the villain, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Have you seen Wayne's World 2? Because he also plays the Terminator in Wayne's World 2. Oh, there you go. Well, that's still the Terminator. (laughs) Yeah. He plays the same character in every movie. The movie that I already seen. (laughs) Yes. Also, we're not giving BB New Earth enough love in this. I think she does a really good job as the principal and then just goes full lunatic on it. She's the one who gets shot in the head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lilith I kept, from Frasier. I was what? confused the whole movie because I thought the older lady was the principal, and then she was just another teacher. But yes, I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. just an idiot. The one who sexually assaulted uh, our, our guy in the showers there? No, 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 no. Not the old, old, old lady. The one that's like with her at the football game. The two that are at the football game, and then B.B. Newirth comes oh, off. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I think the one who's like, if you pull up the IMDb page, the one that's like staring at you. Gotcha, I thought she was the gotcha, principal. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, I don't think so. I think B.B. Newirth was the principal. I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're right now that we're talking about it, but it is, I mean, whatever. They're all just characters in a high school play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, We got anything else does right, or are we ready to move to middle? I would just like to point out that we don't get enough ear slugs in pop culture, and the ear, ear slugs thing, as a mechanism of, of whatever infection is a good way to do things. I think they're just afraid of that uh, Animorphs legal dream team they had ready to stop any fucking copyright infringement from <laughs> years. <laughs> By the uh, way, when this did is we get peak off Animorphs, call- man. I don't know if you want to joke about that. When did we get off of calling Jake, Big Jake the Yurt Killer? Because I told myself I was going to introduce him like that every week on the podcast, and then I think I did it once. I think there's a lot of things that you guys are saying that happened in the past that didn't actually happen. <laughs> I think you're all having a weird fever dream right now. Yeah, this uh, is a Bernstein Bears, Berenstein Bears thing, whatever that phenomenon's called. It's Nelson uh, Mandela effect. Mandela. Yeah, effect. there you go. Uh, yeah, really, in an unfortunate way, it's called the Mandela. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's problematic. Well, it's what it's called. I know. So <clears throat> that's going to take us to what the movie does in middle. <laughs> okay, now we're on. <laughs> Yikes! It. Now we're on it. I talked about my music thing, and you guys shot me down, so I'm out. Yeah, because you were objectively wrong. Uh, no, right. Just fucking play Alice Cooper. I just want to hear I'm 18 by Alice wow. Cooper. Okay. Wow. Uh, I'm going to point out the freeze frame character intros in a way. I find them charming. I find them so charming they're perfect. <laughs> because that's how I my brain works. Correct. And it, it I loved right. it. Yeah. Fuck. But it's also preposterously weird. And I don't think you'd see it anymore unless you were trying to be like in your face stylish about it. And that's, I don't think that's what this movie was trying to do. That's just sort of a 
sign of the times a little bit. Uh, no, I think I think that's Rodriguez trying to call back to like old John Cusack movies. Speaking of whom? Speaking of who? Whom? Who? No, no. Mom. It's the object of that sentence. Fuck you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. You suck. The no, I was show. right. No, you, you weren't. Suck. You simply weren't. It was the direct object pronoun sentence of the verbiage. You couldn't even like make a funny joke based on nonsense words. That was funny. Someone uh... out there is probably laughing. <laughs> Listener, call in with your votes. <laughs> call in with whether or not you're laughing. Jake, do you have anything that does middle? Uh, I have the drug scene as middle. I, it was mostly You're going to have good. to be more clear that f- there's a lot of... Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Scene. The drug test. So the, the, the oh! test that they... So it's mostly good. It's 90% good. I struggled with middle, but I had to put something here. You didn't. I did. This is a dumb segment. I'm still not convinced how Mark got it has been around for long enough that you should not be bringing back up that it shouldn't exist. (laughs) You must have lost that fight very long ago. Uh, It's a really good scene, but there are definitely other ways to be like, are you going to dry out than snort this drug? Oh, oh, we're talking what it does wrong. Uh, Everything about this drug. The scene is good. The plot mechanism of how there to dry go. out a slug is one of the pr- most preposterous. And the fact that they say so it's be- the fact that they say it's because a di- it's a diuretic. It's, it's a diuretic. What it's any it's of ninety percent caffeine. So this is a really good time to go to what the movie does wrong. Let's go to what it does wrong. I hate this whole fucking mechanism, including how they're snorted. They they want me to believe that you've snorted an entire pen tube's worth of stuff with no hole in the bottom, just straight up your nose. You can like Hoover that hard. No, you just get the pen stuck up your fucking nose. Did you say you can Hoover that hard? Yeah, sure did. <laughs> That's the lingo. That's, That's the lingo what drugs that the kids people say, using. Jake. You're not a drugs person like me. Yeah, you're, right. you're not with it. You're not smoking like the these jazz cigarettes like I am. <laughs> you used to be with it, and then they changed what it was. <laughs> and now it's it is weird and scary to you. You should come over and smoke some pop marijuana sometime. <laughs> some of that sweet Mary Jane. I hate everything about it. It's not a diuretic. It's, again, it's, a, it's an instance of them picking too specific a fucking thing. Just leave it generic. But they picked a specific thing, and that thing is wrong, and it's not... Or, I mean... I don't know why it has to be snorted, right? You could do like a pixie stick. Snort it, like just take it like a pixie take stick. Take it like a pixie Or, yeah, because, but the way they have it, like it's a fucking syringe with an actuator. When they stab Jon Stewart in the eye, that's not getting injected into him. Yeah, that's pens just, are not injection mechanisms. Oh, my, and it'd be what, <laughs> maybe I could believe they were if they didn't show you the entirety of the device when the, the actual alien queen removes the cap from it later and it pours out the bottom. It's just so a you, fucking hollow tube with a pen cap on it. You see the entirety of the device. It's <laughs> yeah. so, it's not even, it's well beyond a nitpick because it's most of what I could think about. Well, I'm talking Let's about within the context this. of the scene. Context I of the love scene. the scene. So the context aside. of the scene. Middle. Let's expand this. Good. I think he brought this up in middle. Let's expand this a little bit just beyond what the delivery mechanism was. The drug itself is called 90% caffeine. They say that. Josh Hartness says that. He on says screen. mostly caffeine and some other household stuff. Okay, fine. Which I don't know what mostly that is. They caffeine. show the caffeine pills that he they're, crushes. They're, they're talking uh, most of the oh, third act about Mark, how I'm they're agree- out of this I'm drug. I'm agreeing with you. But they have salt, they have coffee, they have other things yeah, that it, would dry things out if it's a diuretic that they need there's plenty of diuretics better than caffeine pills and if it's an actual desiccant they need there's plenty of desiccants more effective than caffeine pills too so like whatever they need they're they've done a bad job here yeah shit just throw a bunch you throw the alien into a bag of rice and then you seal it and then you let it sit on your countertop for like a day and then you try and turn the phone back on and you hope that it works doesn't actually work oh 
That's too bad. We need a better <laughs> desiccant. You need this pen dust. Silica gel. Like fuck. Yeah, exactly. You you gotta you gotta collect those little bean bags of things you're not supposed to eat. Uh, I think that episode that, that episode you're, of Seinfeld came out like 1994 uh, about guys, the desiccant packets in the salsa. You guys care too much about the science right now. It's so infuriating. Jack, I have something the movie does wrong that I'd like you to read from my notes. Oh, Billy. It's the big bullet. Uh, have we broached the topic that Jack is illiterate? What? Can you read that from my notes, please, for the <laughs> listener? I'm sure Jack and Mark will both complain about science like nerds, but I really don't give a fuck, hyphen. What the movie does wrong is that I have to listen to this horse shit. If I were them, I'd walk their asses into oncoming traffic. So that's written in Jake's notes about this movie. Thank you. <laughs> we played we played into his hand. I, I yeah. see what he did there. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Thank you. But it's not only the science, it's also the delivery mechanism. Yeah. You know. I feel like if you have to use the word mechanism. Tomato, tomato, science. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking like, nerds. It's a lot of Bernoulli's principle in that delivery mechanism. <laughs> thank you for making sure that I my note was not for not. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh man, you nailed us. We got roasted. It's like that. I know you guys or something. Fuck. <laughs> Do you have something this movie actually does wrong, other than the thing that we're going to react to at length? Josh Hartnett's hair. <laughs> it's dreamy for that's the late beyond. Night. No, it's not. And that's immaculate. beyond nitpick. Beyond nitpick. <laughs> poor. There's no way. It's not good. There it's ain't no good goddamn hair. way he let his hair be that bad. They should have just let him do his hair from if he, 40 days and 40 nights. If he has that car, that car and those hair don't that match. That car is rad. The car and the hair don't match. The GTO. Okay? If your car is going to work that hard for you, your hair goddamn is too. Or maybe you just have a car that cool so you Wait, can hold on. on your was hair. that uh, another part of his complex subversion of a character? I think so. Was he has yeah. the cool you kid car, cool car. but then he has the not cool kid hair? He looks like fucking Opie. Yeah, but he's so dreamy. It doesn't matter. And he has the cool car. He does, he's got, he's he's got the looks. He's, he's, well, no, he doesn't have the looks. He's, he's got, got the little, intelligence. Like, he's got the car. Like, Jake, a, I have to have a cool, I have to have cool hair because I, I drive a 1992 Bronco with a busted out window. So I yeah, have to have cool Jack, hair. If you had a 1970 Pontiac GTO, you could pull off the frosted tips and loose whatever the fuck you would call this haircut. That's exactly the point I'm making. I know. I'm agreeing with you. Yay. Thank you. It looks like shit. Vaguely Barney Rubble-esque hair. It's so bad. Jake just doesn't get it because he drives an Outback or whatever the fuck. That is what I drive, yeah. <laughs> Don't at me. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what else is a bad thing about this movie? Uh, anything CG. Kinda, uh, not anything CG. They, what, I think they use what, CG pretty well a what, lot of in this movie. What? So specifically, what? I'm actually on Jake. I'm on fuck. I'm on Jack's team. <laughs> that is Damn the point. It. Actually, uh, this is all played into my hand. Thank you. I'm on. I'm on Jack's team for this one. The times you recognize that the effects are bad, the CG is bad, is when the thing is moving. It's literally like any time they use CG. They I, touch up. I feel like they touch up a lot of scenes with CG, and it looks okay. Like, fine. Anything where you already there's talked about how much you goddamn like the shadows. That's CG. That was. I love the okay. fucking shadows. Not literally. Close to literally. Anytime they use CG, and like, explicitly, I'm not for touch up. Because I hear you there. Good point. The tentacles coming out of John Stewart's fingers. Like I'm charmed by that shit. I think that's bad. Yeah, like that's I didn't good think it use very, of CG. I, I didn't think it looked very good. I don't think what it do looked think? fantastic, but it served the movie very well. My other. What do you notes. think of just the little the little worm thing swimming around in the aquarium? I thought that looked pretty good. It looked fine. Here are my other notes above the two above that. Yeah, I don't like this precedent you've set of me just reading. It's your fine. Fucking it's not going to last. The fish tendril <laughs> effects. Actually, anything CG, but like I like the tentacles coming out of John Stewart's fingers. Oh, Fuck and then the last one. I agree. 
I'm sure. Oh, uh, Jansen's head on tentacles. Yeah, that didn't look. Yeah, good. that's bad. That's, that's a bad. like that's I said. That scene is actively bad. right after. And the thing is, it's really jarring too because it's right after the best scene in the film. You have yeah. that stupid homage to the thing. I don't like it. I like the homage to the thing. I don't like the execution. But they didn't. Uh, if it's gonna look that bad, I don't like it. It didn't it's need any, to be in it's, there. It's any time they separate the creature from the background so that it can move. Uh, that's sure. what makes it look so bad is there's sure. like a hard outline around it. Sure. Yeah, that checks out. Whereas yeah. the tentacles, they can just do a couple of lines so they don't need to do very much. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like overall, I think the CG largely serves the movie. It's bad in places, but. Eh. It's, it's well, it's egregious in places, which is what I think Jake <laughs> is getting at. But I would say on balance for the most part. I mean, this will come up later. We're belaboring the point. Let's just wait until we give our effects scores. Sure. Fine. I don't have bad. much else it does wrong. I mean, I think it's, I mean, unless we want to get weird about it, talk, it's very exploitative towards that one woman. Blow the whistle. I'm not ready to blow the whistle yet because I want to talk about the stilted writing. The writing in Fuck. spots is um, not good. Not That's good okay. Uh, no, hold on, though. What spots? Because some of the spots, it's not supposed to be good, right? They've Well, m- I guess may- you could you could cut, uh, maybe you can pull that argument of like, oh, they weren't trying to make it realistic. They're dialogue, way too good whatever. for you. This movie still has the line in it of, that was thanks to you and your completed passes, <laughs> followed by him responding, oh, you follow the games? That whole exchange? You're willing to defend that whole exchange? Yeah, actually, like, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah that's terrible, dude. No, no, <laughs> don't no, 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 no. Don't defend it. Hold on. I don't want to. There, there's a certain amount of, like, one of the indicators of the people being an alien is stilted dialogue. Like, they but speak that's differently. The, the person who's the alien is not participating in that scene. I I didn't remember that before I They're both, defended that was, both that was Stokes and the, uh, the goth chick and the quarterback guy. Yeah. Zeke. No. Zeke is Josh Hartnett. <laughs> yeah, Zeke is oh, Josh Hartnett. Not Zeke. Who becomes know. the quarterback inexplicably? Stan, excuse well, me. Well, that'll Stan. come up in nitpicks for sure. <laughs> he only, <laughs> yeah, he does become he, the quarterback. He only becomes the quarterback in the sense that they recreate the first scene, so you assume that he does. Well, because yeah, of where he is in relationship to Usher, but also field. in real life, he's. Uh, now a year older and a year stronger than all the children that are still playing football. Well, he should have already been playing football, let's be real. (laughs) Also, wasn't smoking uncool in 1998? Why are they still pushing smoking on Because he's an outcast, dude. It's what they do. Okay. He doesn't live by your rules. Uh, I will once again reiterate that uh, I found an old practice test at law school, and it was from 1997, and the rules of the test said, if you need to have a cigarette starting this year, you must go outside to smoke your cigarette. Which to me means that in 1990-fucking-6, I could be sitting next to some jackass in law school smoking a cigarette during a final. I believe it's pronounced cigarette. Okay. Cigarette. Okay. Uh, the last thing I'm going to throw out here, Jesus. we probably don't need to talk too much about it, but this well, movie <laughs> in, isn't exactly woke when it comes to lesbianism. It's they not woke quite... when it comes to anything. I mean, I talked yeah. about the problematic scene where they just have, hey, you're a woman. Why don't you just get naked for no reason for the last 10 minutes of this it's movie? Also, dude, it's also like pre-2000. Is anything woke? Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs so, was very was woke, pre- Jake. It was pretty woke. You're right. That was a perfect rebuttal. And with that, we're going to go to the nitpick station. Thank you. Woo! Uh, 
a friend of the show. <laughs> told what? Ah, somebody, Start over. Somebody indicated to me that Jack's dying. We haven't actually. He's been listening for a number of episodes, and he didn't know what the whistle actually meant because we haven't said the words "nitpick station" in like thirty episodes. So it was just blow a whistle. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then we had an episode. I can't remember which one where we talked about a train coming around the corner carrying all the nitpicks, and then I got a train whistle on Amazon, and I just started blowing it. To yep, that was right nitpicks. episode like sixty-five. I think we got that whistle. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, they're deep cuts for a reason. You got to follow. We have to explain one deep cut joke every five episodes or so. Yeah, just exactly. to keep people interested. There you go. Hey, pencils aren't strong enough to stab through a person's fucking hand. Yeah. Also, why? What? That whole scene was nonsense. It was great, but like. At the very start? Yeah. Well, that's actually, I've always wanted to do that. I did, I did mean to bring this up on what it does right. This movie jumps <laughs> right always, the fuck in. I've always wanted to stab your palm with a pencil. That's yeah, that's such a list. specific thing. And he stabs all the way through it. Like, pencils aren't strong enough to do any of it. Those ones with the football helmets might have been. They were pretty weird. They like didn't, You couldn't break them. You know the ones that were like so rubbery that they wouldn't snap? So you kind of had to like bend them all. Like it, They didn't snap until they were like this point. I get you. I see what you're doing. You, yeah. you bent it very far over your Before it snapped. Pencil. Yeah. So I'm thinking one of those, it's not going to get through your hand, but you got to give it more credit than what you're currently giving it through your eyes that I can see. <sighs> you know yeah. what? You got me. You yeah. got I me think, on that. I think there was... they. I. This is totally me making something up, but this is what it felt like. <laughs> Good. I, I don't know if they had fully figured out the mechanism for the beings oh taking over the people. And I, I wonder if for a portion of the script they thought they were doing an invasion of the body snatchers thing and they needed like a sample well, of did. blood in order to recreate a clone. Because there's, I think, three different scenes in this movie where they need to get the person bleeding first before they actually take them over. They call an audible halfway through? <laughs> I think so. I think they just cut all that shit out and they were just like, fuck it, ear slugs. I think, they're, I think they're just doing both. Yeah, they are. I mean, there's a lot of invasion of the body snatchers, too. They fucking talk well, about it. Well, this actually length. is leading perfectly into my next nitpick, okay. which is she's not talking about the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right? Clea Duvall. I We're going to get into a book thing, aren't we? What's that? We're yeah, absolutely uh, yeah. going to do a fucking book thing. And she's supposed to be a goth kid who reads the books and she understands it all that stuff. Jack Finney's novel is called The Body Snatchers, not The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And she's supposed to be reading it in this movie and she calls it The Invasion of the Body Snatchers multiple times and that's fucking horseshit. She's just trying to relate to her compatriots who probably know it more by its pop culture name of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's not its pop culture name, that's just what the movie's called. She's reading the book. You'd have you don't to have think more people are aware of the movie. But she name? specifically says Jack Finney. She references the author of the book. I, so I actually I hear what you're saying, Jack. But Mark's point is that people, pop culture, people who would watch Josh Hartnett, Josh pe- Hartnett specifically, <laughs> yeah, Josh Hartnett specifically, people <laughs> who would go to watch this movie on December 25th, 1998, are probably more likely to be like, oh, I got you this book. This this came from a book. Cool. So just toss a line in there. But about then Jack you Finney's, have more like, exposition. The movie based on Jack but Finney's then you novel. have more exposition. You have a quarter second more, mm, at least a half second. The She'd movie be based on so fast. That's more than a quarter second. Oh no, it's not. You're talking so fast already. <laughs> I have a nitpick with how fast you're talking. That was God. a surprisingly aggressive nitpick based on the magnitude of the nit you're picking. 
Well, that's so <laughs> much of her character. Like being really about into something the that book is like one of the most preposterously minimal things you've ever picked. No, because Kay. like she's played Kay. to be a pedant, and I know what it's like to be a pedant, and you don't get the name of books wrong when they differ slightly from the movie. Okay. I just get everything wrong always. Well, let's move on to another aggressive nitpick. Okay. I'm offended that the refs weren't calling taunting calls at the start, uh, well, really throughout the football game. Taunting however, calls? Taunting. Whoa, whoa. However, whoa. Okay. however, because it happened on like every play, like removal of the helmet on the football field, like almost Jamming every... Jamming of a slug into Now, were those ear. the rules in 97? Every, yeah, well, yes. Exactly. But this turns into a neat pick really quick if they prioritize strategically from a football standpoint getting the refs infected first so they had them on their side and then it's free reign. That's interesting. Neat pick. That's I mean, of course, of course, you get the refs first, but also this is like mid '90s Texas high school football. They're not going to call taunting. Okay, other let nitpick. them play, Jake. Let other, them play. Other nitpick: This movie's in Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. but it was filmed in Texas, okay. and the they clearly it like, was, made, it was Texas. a Texas game. Uh, yes, they actually used a high school Texas football team. Nobody that. in Ohio is going to play fireworks before a Ohio high school. Ohio has fucking... good football, man. Do you think there's going to be fireworks before a high school football game in Ohio? There probably there is might be yes. The, okay. It's one of the better football states. Okay, but they filmed this in Texas. Uh, yes, and I, there absolutely are fireworks for every game in that. Oh, state. that I believe. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. Uh, Jake, I have another football question for you. I don't know if I was just wrong about this or what happened, but okay. after our main dude quits the team, they okay. they appoint Ursher new QB. <laughs> okay. And then in the scene where he gets infected, he's playing yeah, defense. Yeah, 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 you can play both sides of the ball. Does that happen? In high school, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, in high school, yeah. A lot of the, like, uh, yeah, most, if you're a good enough athlete to, like, ostensibly play a college ball, you're probably playing both sides. In okay, high so yeah. good. Okay, that's, I'm glad I yeah. asked. Yeah. There's so that calling truly it phenomenal gif floating around the internet where the kid has to change his jerseys because you number based on what your position are, so they yeah. give him a tearaway jersey. So he just, like, runs the sideline, and then one of the coaches pulls on his jersey, and it goes from, like, a 37 to, like, an 88 or something. Shit, that's rad. It's fucking <laughs> it, awesome. And I would just, that like, shit to, bats. I would like to just throw in a neat pick for Mark, too, because I, I appreciate that you're coming to me for these sorts of questions, but he's pretty good himself. Yeah, no, I gotcha. Cheers, Mark. Cheers right back at you. I think it's funny. I, this might be a neat pick, I guess, by the end. Like I said, I hadn't seen this, so when I wrote <laughs> this like down, mine. it was something that I just thought was kind of stupid. But I like the trope of, at the beginning of the Alien movies, there's always the one character who talks about alien tropes and, like, you know, are we the only ones out there? Like, I feel like that line has been in every single movie. Uh, but then it ends up Toads. being Mary Beth is the one who introduces that concept. She's like, man, wouldn't that be crazy if there were aliens? And she kind of looks around the room. But then <laughs> yeah, she is, actually ends up being the one. I, I do kind of want to give this a rewatch to see what Rodriguez did to like toss in notes about that towards the start of the movie. It's it's In retrospect, it is a very good subversion of that trope. They do it kind of intentional, and then you find out later that it's, it's the fucking alien queen is just prodding people like, man, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> Yeah, um, when she and Josh Hartnett, when she's following Josh Hartnett around and Josh Hartnett's breaking into the school supply room, he pretends to pick the lock on the knob to get in there. But then when it does the wide shot after his pretending to pick the lock that he was obfuscating with his body, the lock the, the lock isn't on the knob. The knob is just smooth. The lock is about six inches up and is a deadbolt. There's no lock on the knob. So, like, they just had Josh Hartnett fiddle with a knob without a lock on it, and then we're like, ah, eh, it's good enough. We'll just cut to a wide shot. It'll be fine. I love it. Fuck yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's I like that a lot. Definitely a nitpick. That's, no, that's a perfect nitpick. That's a perfect nitpick. It's it's a good nitpick. We're not we're not making fun of you. Jake I know it was. Jake like... said it was a neat pick. I think it's a mm, neat pick. Okay. 
That wasn't a good finish. choice by Rodriguez. I think it was great That's not choice. intentional. Fuck it. Fuck you. <laughs> Guys, I think I have another perfect nitpick. This is actually a neat pick. I have the perfect neat See? pick. See? They're all neat picks with this movie. I have a perfect neat pick. The name of the porno magazine prop. Did either of you catch this? <laughs> no, but I loved the porno. I, I remember it, so but I don't remember it. <laughs> the name of the porno magazine that they removed from the kids from Elijah Wood's bed is just called Boob. Boob <laughs> magazine. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a neat picture. It really too. is. Oh, my God. Hey, That has to be one of the best pick. Hollywood props of all time. His parents kind of rock. Uh, yeah. Right? They're like, they know about his porn, and they're just like, hey, you know what? You're in trouble. Now we're taking your porn well, away. Well, his mom does. Yeah. Well, his dad knew exactly where it his was. His dad knew exactly where it was, yeah. She Shooter says McGavin it's under the exactly. No, she mattress. doesn't. She says take his porno, too. No, I'm pretty sure there's a line about it. Oh, uh, I'll bet you. Ooh, Jake's thinking about it. Thinking about it. Listener, this is a good a time, and I need to mention that this film is available on Shudder if you want to watch it. Yeah, I'll uh, bet you. So we can very easily go let's back get, and check bet. this. Bet! Yeah. So, bet. so the bet here is, she has to say the something. mom has to say something about she has being to under the mattress. Prompt shooter to find it to find it. Yes, in some way. Yep. Mark, yeah. you want to officiate this bet? Of course. Boom. Are oh, we gonna do, are we gonna do this off air? I think we should probably just do this off air. It's gonna take a while, maybe. Yeah, it's gonna take a minute. We'll get back to you, listener. We won't get back to you. We'll get back to you when Jake and everybody has to watch a movie. <laughs> Whoa, you're on Jack's side with this one. <laughs> I can't remember, actually. Fuck you. I'm looking it up. Jake's doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing Jake's it doing it right now. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Oh, oh, that's it. Gambling. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. I get so nervous when I gamble. I'm so silly. All right, listeners. So here's what happened. Jake and I watched it uh, while Mark was getting another beer or something. And what happened was she points to the mattress where the porno mags might be when she tells him to get them. We, that was too close for either of us to concede. So Mark's going to have to give us a ruling. We've made him watch it. We give him the time code. Mark. I'm officiating listener. If you want to play along at home, you can go ahead and skip to 3856. That's the timestamp you need for the, for the movie. Um, the other piece of flavor I'm going to add here is that I cannot for the life of me remember which side is on, which of you is on which side of this argument. So I'm Better. fully unbiased. Good. Here. Uh, I am ruling that Shooter McGavin knew exactly where the porno was. Boom! Jack wins! Fuck he, you, he has, you stupid really? son of a bitch. How are you ruling that? Bam! Show your He knows Mark. exactly where it is. No, he doesn't. She says she points at it, and then he looks at her like, oh, and then he goes, looks down and grabs he it. He looks at her like, it's oh, not I an remember. Oh, like, wait, he has it porno. It's an O, oh, like, oh, that's a good idea. Jake, lose with porno. some fucking dignity. That's, no, no. You guys are both wrong. I'll watch whatever movie I gotta watch, but you guys are both wrong. In the Listener. in the interest in the interest of having fun with these bets, I am also dictating as the officiant that you can't just go and pick one of his bottom ones. Fine, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna. You were gonna. You were absolutely <laughs> you were, gonna. You were actively looking up an HR you were gonna. post, just <laughs> yeah, scrolling to the bottom. I, no, I wasn't. I had a whole other oh, thing in mind, and I'll get to it. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, that was as good a time as any. <laughs> get to it. How about? I have to do a quick googling. <laughs> By Googling, he means A to Z horror search, horror release roundup, ing. All right, Jake. Okay, Jake. <laughs> so here's what I wanted to do. If you give me one of the worst ones I've had to watch for this fucking bet. I absolutely won't. Thank God. I mean, it's it's a bad movie. <laughs> Let's be real. It's not good. This, this is a movie that has defined Mark's life. Mark, you are where you are in your life because of this movie. Oh, a ghost story. 
No. That you still haven't watched. No. Actually, no. This is, this is, but it's in the same series as the movie that has made Mark who he is today. Shawshank Redemption? What nope. are we talking about? I'm Here's confused. what I'm talking about. I thought this came out in 1997. Apparently it didn't or whatever. But I picked, I Googled the best horror movies from 1997. Best. Best. Oh, there's one that you don't like. No, there. The I mean, there's a lot of good ones on here. I wanted to pick one that a lot of them came up in what we did with Nightmare Junkhead. Okay. I wanted to pick not one of those. Yeah. Right? Because we watched those pretty recently. Yeah. So I picked the first one that wasn't one we've watched recently, and that's Cube. Oh, yeah. I want you to revisit Cube and tell me what that experience is like. Fuck. Revisit yeah. Cube as an adult man who isn't stoned or obscenely drunk. I mean, oh. but you, I'm not saying you can't be obscenely drunk. Oh, I was like, oh. But but also, I know how My much favorite. you tend to drink before you watch movies, and it's not a whole lot these days. Well, Jake, I watch a lot of movies in the mornings these days. So I'm old. saying. Okay, well, I, uh, that's actually the kindest lost bet movie I think any of yeah, us have Jake, ever Yeah, Jake, can we reflect real quick? I have to watch the Amityville murders. <laughs> Based on some stupid bullshit. You get to watch one of the best sci-fi horror movies of all time. This is unfair. Yeah, baby! Well, Mark, you did remind me that I haven't... I mean, I look, I've been on a bet-winning streak now. Yeah. But when I won that bet against you, Mark, I hadn't won in a while and I panicked. So I do apologize for that. Yeah, that's also specifically why I included the... <laughs> the, the rule that you can't just choose something. To be clear, I wasn't going to, though. That I was going to always pick one of the best horror movies from 1997. Was what I was going to do. Okay, okay. Thank you. I will watch Dude, Cube. I fucking love Cube. Uh, I remember liking it a whole lot as well. So. All right. We gotta... uh, you know what? While we're here, a little bit of flavor. This is what Jack's talking about. I asked my now wife out on our first date after watching Cube 2 Hypercube. So oh, you didn't ask it where... to watch her with? I thought you and after. her watched Cube 2 together. We did. So we watched Cube. I, it was Cube 0 and then Cube 2 Hypercube. kind of a strange date. So not... And then afterward, I officially asked her out. And that oh, was I see. I hey, see. you want to go steady? Yeah, basically. It was one of those. Cool. Yeah. You gave her your class ring. Yeah, and my letterman's jacket. Yeah. yeah. That was adorned with all of my debate stickers. <laughs> <laughs> stickers. I like how the debate kids get stickers. Uh, that's still cooler <laughs> like, that's than probably right. my jacket that had a band. I had a varsity letter for band and a Captain Planet patch on it. So Technically, I guess <laughs> I did have a varsity Wait. letter for tennis. We and a varsity uh, letter for debate, and a varsity letter for mock trial. So we all we had went a, to a real nerd ass high school, huh? They gave varsity <laughs> letters for band and debate. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, that. participation I had, awards. I had the real <laughs> shit. Fuck you guys. Yeah, it was also a certain hey, number of credits. Tennis counts. Tennis yeah. is a real thing. Ish. <laughs> okay. Fuck you, man. We gotta blast through the rest of these nitpicks, boys. I had them hockey Me with bars. a tennis racket versus you with a hockey stick. I would actually kind of be curious to see. Hockey How stick it would last before you killed me. <laughs> hockey it stick wouldn't take has, long. <laughs> hockey stick has so much range. <laughs> I got to get inside. And That's, a tennis yeah, racket's exactly. so bouncy. Yeah, you got to get close fast. <laughs> it could probably like give you a pretty you, good cut on your brow. Well, you got to pull a full-on nachos like immediately. Yeah, you have to go full nachos <laughs> yeah. instantly. No we'll have to explain that, that deep cut joke in five episodes. Uh, hey, subscribe to our Patreon that doesn't exist, and you can hear about that joke. <laughs> the last you ten minutes have been about our bonkers. We've got to get out of here. Okay. That's not how paper cutters work. They aren't a fucking katana. You I just love that scene. You can't just slash with the arm of a... The arm of a paper cutter is just a blunt instrument. It's not totally blunt. It's I actually have seen it go both ways. We have a paper cutter at work that is just a <laughs> blade. <laughs> but that one isn't. That is a standard school paper cutter. That one, you see, it's wide. It has a blade on one end, and the cutting comes from pushing it up against Swing the Swing it edge. hard enough, Jack. Swing away. Yeah, you got to hit him with the corner. He sliced so cleanly through four of Jon Stewart's fingers. 
Swing yeah. away. Well, he's a very. That's okay. why they gave him okay. the, the. That's not how paper cutters you're fucking actually, work. With this, you're leading me to a nitpick or a neat pick rather, which John Good, Stewart. Section we're in. John Stewart's character is is the best. Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong is the name of the actor who played John Connor in Terminator Two. I w- that's crazy. Okay. They had these that's, things. That's in this awesome. Movie. Yeah. Rodriguez rules. Yeah. When uh, during the scene, the drug testing scene where they're all taking the drugs out of the pen, uh, Mary Beth says, I think it's Mary Beth or the other one, whatever prophet says she's allergic to the drugs. What exactly is she saying she's allergic to? Caffeine, Caffeine pills? Or like pens or something? Like what part of this I is acceptable can... as an excuse? So, uh, hey, I think I don't know. Oh, what does she say? I don't think you can be allergic to caffeine, but you can be like hypersensitive to it. And that's close enough to a lovely girlfriend like, I'll, I'll is hypersensitive that. to caffeine. She gets like fucking sick. Mm. So, yeah. So she just has the shits for the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll, I'll, he has heart palpitations. I'll go you one further on that scene, though. They show you later on in slow mo how she ostensibly faked it. That's not the scene they show you when she actually takes it, though. They, like, just made it. It's, right. it's one of the things where they're tricking the audience by just showing the audience different scenes both times. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think you can see, like, the whole frame. Yeah, absolutely. I went back. Do she that. absolutely does not fake it. Yeah, that's just cheating. Yeah. Which that's... is, that'd be a super fucking easy thing to do. <laughs> well, it, it's because they painted themselves on this fucking corner of apparently when you snort it, you snort this entire pen's worth of powder into your nose inexplicably. And you're trying to tell me that the people who are looking directly at her don't realize that there's just now a pile of That's what I'm saying. No, they powder fuck- on the floor? It would have been an easy scene to fake if they hadn't fucked themselves for a different stupid nonsense reason. Well, but even if they had faked it appropriately, like, she's still just dumping all the all the pen juice on the floor. And I feel like any one of the characters that had already passed the test, even though they were high, could probably tell that now all of the pen dust was on the floor. There's a lot of pen dust. This is what I'm saying. This is why it's a great nitpick. Thank you, Jack. Yeah. Good work, buddy. Keep it up. You're very attractive. I have one more thing to talk about. Do it. I I like that last thing you were saying. (laughs) Talk about it. This is something that always kind of confuses me when directors or screenwriters like, arbitrarily subtract a character for a certain amount of time then just bring them back on screen without explaining where they were okay where the fuck is casey when at at the end when both uh whatever her name is stokes and mary beth are both alienified and zeke comes back he comes in and he's pinned between them and he's trying to figure out which one's the alien they're both the alien and they're playing them against each other for some reason and Casey's just fucking gone Elijah Woods just like smoking in the boys room or something it took him and longer he just to doesn't get back. show back up until later it took him longer <laughs> to get boys. back because he had to do the whole bus thing no 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 Zeke Zeke was the one oh I guess he runs back in yeah I thought that Zeke I thought that Casey was already there for that though I, I think don't Casey know. gets back. I don't No, Casey's already there cuz he's helping Stokes out of the pool. And then Stokes and him are in the locker room and then Casey fucking disappears and then Zeke gets back and it's Stokes and Mary Beth and uh Casey's gone and Zeke's there. Maybe he had to fire a quick one off cuz Mary Beth took all her clothes off. I mean, okay, that's probably actually an ex- for the time, that's probably an acceptable. He, he actually is smoking <laughs> in the boys' room. He's got to go rip one out. And yeah. take a <laughs> Wait, rip <laughs> one out? Yikes. <laughs> rip. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know if I've ever heard to her refer to as ripping. We, we almost have to go to ratings now. <laughs> There's no alternative. Rip. You guys don't rip it out? <laughs> 
Over at Easy Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Dwight would rate how much honey he has in his trouser hives. My trouser hives are void of honey. And for 10, think about Phil Mickelson would rate how aggressive he's going to be and the kind of hits he's going to have. Wearing all black, being aggressive, hitting bombs. You've got to hit bombs off the tee, and that's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. Story's the first category to rate these movies. Jake, your fucking pick, your fucking story rating. I was really hoping that with my other bit that I did this episode, you would have, like, ran into the part that I have that's, like, all of these ratings and said something about it. Oh, shit, I didn't even look that far down. Yeah. I was trying not to spoil myself so we could have the <clears throat> witty banter that is we're known for. Yeah, for sure. Jack likes to keep himself pristine. Yeah, so okay. Jack, can you say what I gave for story? Uh, a 10. I gave it a 4. <laughs> I, to be clear, what I just witnessed there is fake ratings, all of which were 10 and across then, and the And then board. a lot of scroll that you could not have done. I really went for it this week, guys. You're really, uh, you're really trying to troll me this week. Yeah, I mean, look, this is derivative of a lot of things, and it's messy, but it doesn't give a fuck. Uh, so props. Okay. I gave it a 5. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I want to give it a little more credit than you did just for, like, accurately depicting the high school experience. It's fine. And all I'm that trying to be shit, short but here. It's, it's a five. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that different. So, Mark. Wow. I went seven. Cool. Uh, that's yeah. that's yeah. high for a movie that, like, tells you we're Invasion of the Body Snatchers and the thing. Yeah. Well, look, I don't have so, a problem with it being derivative. Oh, me but neither. It but it's intentionally is right so there's a cap yeah and then there are other areas that you can detract from for all the weird reasons that we talked about so yeah it's okay. intentionally it's intentionally derivative and it riffs upon the fact that it is derivative which i guess in my mind that's just sort of how this scoring system works yeah i like that part but the other thing is this to extend it slightly it's sort of story or judicious lack thereof i love that they don't overcomplicate this they it's exactly what it needs to be the faculty the teachers have been taken over by aliens and you the student are forced into this situation where you have to band together with a band of idiots who you don't normally like and who bully you to find the solution to the problem and fight against it and the resulting things like that that's the perfect way to build your story to set up the movie that happened. And eventually end up with Jordana Brewster, which I am on board for. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was actually going to say eventually end up with Famke Jansen getting catapulted out the front of a windshield. I'm on board I mean, for that, too. <laughs> look, she ends up fine. She's definitely banging Josh are we? Harden. Are we? Oh, yeah, she does. She's, yeah, like she's waving at stands. him. We're to believe that you could be full on decapitated, but because you had a parasite. They have regenerative properties. Okay. Yeah. yeah you guys like that saw episode of Futurama. Hold on, we we need to pause for a second. John you Stewart's guys stay back. about thirty seconds into the uh, credits, they start showing the people who are like affected by it, and they bring up John Stewart and his like hand is bandaged and his eye is, has an eye patch. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. He retained the injuries he had. She did not. She got fully decapitated and doesn't have a bandage around her neck. She, she has like a like a dog cone. My question is, what happened to BB Newberth? I don't think they ever they, they I don't think they ever showed her. She was shot in the head, right? Did she actually die? Is she literally the I'm only person sure who died in this movie? I'm pretty sure she died. I think it's a Futurama situation. It's like when he eats the bad egg salad sandwich. It just regenerates you. So they just she'll just have a Band-Aid over her forehead? Or nothing. I actually would have really liked Like that. Famke Jansen. 
She should really okay. should have had okay. a dog cone. That would have been way That would have been amazing. For no reason, because now it's normal life. <laughs> yeah. A dog cone? Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, because so, that's not how you heal That would have been so... <laughs> that's not what a dog cone is for. Dog cones are not for neck injuries. That would have been <laughs> so immersive, though. That, that would have been my favorite thing. Okay, well, let's go to immersion or world building, Jay. Yeah, I gave it a nine. Sure. Yeah, look, I did too. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to talk about my part first, though. Oh, so I'd I just want to talk about why I see how you were going to react. I had to pause for effect. It's a cornucopia of immersive time capsule things full of really attractive people who are also high-class actors. A lot of them at the start of their acting career, so that's kind of a cool thing to look at. And then you just – Robert Rodriguez has a direct line into my psyche that just makes me happy. Yeah. So I am all in. Like, really, where it goes, if you want me to talk about why I detract, I took a point away. It's like, it, like some of this science-y stuff that I made fun of you for is obvious. That's the only detractions yeah. I'm giving it. Yeah, like it's, exactly. It's, I was glued to the fucking screen, and delightfully so. I, was not, I did not go into this with an open mind, by the way, boys. I went in with a grumpy attitude about another movie. Yeah, Jack, you've been doing that lately. It's a movie from the 90s, but who picked it? Jake picked it. Yeah, uh, yeah, but but yeah. Yeah. it overcame yeah. it and it yeah. delighted me. It's because it I great. picked it. If and it was a Mark movie, it'd probably be, uh, even to the extent that I I, I I found that that scene towards the end exploitative and and problematic. I still that's a very attractive lady nude for ten minutes. I enjoyed it, even if I find it problematic. It's good stuff. Why do you have to inject the male gaze into every episode? Because <laughs> it matters. I okay. think Jordana Brewster. Is a fox. I agree. Let me just say that. Mark, tell us why you if don't think we're Jordana picking teams. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Famke Jansen team. <laughs> okay, I'll take Jordana. <laughs> okay. For the record, so will the lovely girlfriend. <clears throat> uh, I gave it an eight, and I thought that I mean the fact that you guys gave it a nine, I guess, implies to me that I probably should have been higher. I was very much immersed in this movie, and I like it a lot. Why'd you? There is two sort points? of like an inherent ceiling, I think, on movies that are doing the thing that this movie is doing, where it's sort of being self-referential, meta commentary, humor stuff. I do find that a very well executed drama will pull you in in a way that is completely different and more immersive than what this movie is doing. I'm not saying that I was ever not immersed in this movie, but I am saying like there are certain other movies that I could put on and I'm like legitimately captivated. And this is sort of like I'm along for the ride and it's fun and I don't want to look away, but it's not like I could look away if I wanted to. There are other movies out there that are leaning more on the dramatic side, the horror side, that if they suck you in, that's that's what's worth the 9 and the 10. All right, interesting. You tried. That's yeah. going to take us into Scare Factor. Jake, what is your Scare Factor score? Give it a three. Uh, mostly nah. It, like, this is a funny movie. Yeah. It's a funny movie that references a lot of other genre greats. Uh, you have those at the core inherently because it is doing that thing, but this is like a high school comedy romance. It's like almost a romantic high school comedy. Not even romantic, really, but a high school comedy that has some romance in it. That, and all of a sudden has the thing and Invasion of the Body Snatchers and some Terminator and some weird shit. Uh, it's just called Body Snatchers, Jake. Far, fine, fine. Uh, fine I fine. mean, to be frank, though, the, mo the this movie borrows more from the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers than it does the book The Body Snatchers. Mark, it's called... I think it borrows heavily from the novelization of the movie that is based on the book. It's called <laughs> Who Goes There, Mark. <laughs> I gave it a four. Okay. I think that there there are scenes in this movie that toy with, with 
great horror and i think the tentacle scene especially is one for me the tentacle shadow scene like that was you love that shit i fuck man i was genuinely astonished by how good that was um but also there's there's good body horror elements i think my being less affected by the cg also makes that more effective for me um and there's two good jump scares in it but it's a four for me it's not it's not fantastic mark I gave it, I've split the difference here. I gave it a three and a half. Um, Yay. It's not meant to be a scary movie, but I do want to give it credit for the things that it does that you're probably not actively thinking, because they're not really particularly related to the aliens. It's like the set pieces. I think the scene where there, she's where Stokes is swimming away from the alien in the pool is actually very well constructed as a sort of thalassophobia that they're just like interjecting into this thing, where there's this weird giant squid monster with teeth swimming after you as you're trying to get away from it. That was shot really well, and I like it. And also, I'm going to reiterate here, the bleacher phobia. I don't it's know a what good, the vocab word for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, bleacher phobia is, uh, this is the only time I think I've ever seen it. Bleacher you don't know phobia. the Latin word for retracting bleachers? How dare you? <laughs> uh, oh, also, one other thing, the ear slugs. I feel like there's probably something about ear phobia. Yerks. But ear slugs, is, this is also one of the only times I've seen ear slugs. It's so called yerk phobia. There you go. Yeah, ex- <laughs> shut up, Jack. You're going to get us sued. <laughs> That's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake. Yes, sir. Uh, This was a little bit harder a category than I wanted it to be going in. I gave it a seven. I overall the things that are. No. Okay. Overall, the things that are not CG look really good. And they did some work there that I think is commendable. The things that are CG. Look preposterously bad at times, like horrifyingly awful at times. Okay. Audibly, sonically, this movie is tremendous. The is soundtrack, that just the alone, soundtrack, uh, it's really helping. It's it, not Jack. an effect. It's audio visual. For me, that's immersion. Mm, for me, it was an effect. <laughs> yeah, you gave an immersion a nine. <laughs> so. Yeah, so maybe it played a little bit of here, a little bit of there. I don't know. It sets it sets the stage. Yeah, there you, you know? go. I gave really, it, a it goes six into story. I, I gave it a six, and I thought you were going to land base to me for going too high. Nah, I gave it a seven, buddy. Like I said, I think the CG objectively doesn't look the big good. puppet at the end is a big puppet, and it looks great. Yeah, and I love. I like the practical of the fingers. I like the stop motion practical. They yeah. have. I like. I like. I think, and I think, apart from a couple of key scenes that look bad, that just look bad, mm-hmm. the CG, even though it doesn't look objectively good, serves the narrative of the movie very well and fits very well in to the point where I don't notice or think about it that much. So I'm, you talked me into a seven. I'm giving it a seven. Hey, I was going to give it a little, six. You talked me into a seven. Bit of an uptick. Yeah. Mark can give it his three now. Mark. I didn't go that far down. I did give it a five and a half. This yeah. is sort of average. It's it's a good balance of they they're they're swinging for the fences. They're Casey at the bat. They're uh, they're swinging away. You know that guy struck it's, out. Sometimes he strikes out. Sometimes he hits a home run. You did know? Casey uh, at the bat ever hit a home run? I think he he was known for being uh, very so difficult. Okay, out. this is actually we're gonna we're gonna get a little bit into poetry history here. Casey at the bat. The poem is about a guy who has a very high slugging percentage who then strikes out when he is needed most. Yes, but then there are at least three different responses to Casey at the bat in which he redeems himself. So by later the same on, author he does no. Oh, well then <laughs> different I'm authors shit. writing a response to that poet. I mean, the point of Casey at the bat is that, that poet. He's, I, I, I don't know. Do you guys know who wrote Casey at the Bat? No! Exactly. I love it, though. 
Any hoozles, I gave this a five and a half. It's it's sort of median where a lot of things look really good, but also a lot of things look really bad. And I think the big difference here between my score and your score is that I did not really appreciate the weird shadow things that they were trying to do. That just didn't resonate with me. Fair enough. That's Ernest Lawrence Thaler. Taylor Thaler for the record. Okay. Uh, overall. Right? That's what happens. Next. That's what I happens. Lost my next. Thought. Yeah. Jake, overall, overall thought. or judicious lack thereof. Uh this is a tilt up for me if we're talking about numbers that went we almost into the never other. are. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking about numbers, then it's a tilt up. What, Provide you, what your number score, did you please? say? I'm just Jesus. kidding. I gave it a seven and a half. It's a fun movie. It takes a lot of genre elements, smushes them together into like this late nineties high school movie, and it's just a hilariously awesome thing to look back on. The cast is great. Soundtrack's great. It's a nostalgia bomb for people of our age, really. I mean, I think for that reason, the mileage may vary. I do want to say that. But it's easily going to be in my annual rotation now, if not more frequent. Oh, you and I are going to get drunk and watch this movie in the next yeah. couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Can we uh, can we rabbit that, please? Just let me know when you're doing it. I would very much like to participate in this. For Patreon only, <laughs> rabbit cast. Mark, are you subscribed to our Patreon? I am. I gonna, I'm gonna have to be like a ten dollar a month. I, you're not gonna allow me to participate unless I contribute to our Patreon. No, Jake. You I thought you assholes. might leave something for me to say, but you said it all. It's it's a seven for me. This movie's fucking delightful, and I was gonna talk a lot about how I don't think it like needs to have the cast it has to be a delightful movie, and then that's an added bonus. But you you already said all that. So, Mark, I gave it an eight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this movie is so hard. My bailiwick, definitely my brand. The only thing this could this movie could do better to exactly fit what I want out of a movie is be found footage, and I don't think that really would translate in this case. So it'd be hard. Um, wow, what a fucking pick, Jake. You did good. Thank Holy you, buddy. Holy shit! I wanted buddy. to see it. Give me one Little of those Robert Rodriguez that I knew yeah. I hadn't seen, and I was like, I love this. Man. How had none of us seen this flick? That's that honestly, that's the most surprising thing of this whole episode. Yeah, that's you, phenomenal. Do you want to know my primary reason? It's because I always watch from dusk till dawn. <laughs> uh, for the record, this does not surpass that, though I do love this. I like this. Well, better. you gave that a 10, and you gave this a I did not give that seven, a 10. Nothing so. gets 10. Here he gave from dusk till dawn a 6.66, I think. An 8.66666. Repeating, of course. Your scale is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it was stupider back then. It was but way so yeah. was all of ours. Yeah. So look, this is an easy one. It's all a thumbs up from us. Yes. Big time. Yep. Absolutely. Wait, Mark, from this or du- this or from Dust Till Dawn? It's this oh. for me. Easy. I, yeah, I think I'd say I'd rather sit down and watch this. I'm not going to yeah. complain if you put either on, but I'm going to go with faculty. We got to do a double feature of those two. That sounds great. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Jake, get us the fuck out of here. Yes, sir. This has been episode 131 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That is Facebook, that is Twitter, and both of those links are going to be right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, grab that phone that I'm sure you're listening to this thing on, open up your podcasting app of choice, and give it a like, rating, review, or send it on over to somebody you know who might like horror. Believe it or not, that helps a whole heck of a lot. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. And next week, episode 132, we are going to be checking out Jack's last pick of this crop. It is a movie that we had some discussions about off air, and we will probably talk at you a lot more about that. It's a horror movie. Can't wait to see if it is. 
it's Byzantium. 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 Yeah. Yeah, what the, the Byzantium. The, the Byzantium. <laughs> uh, that's next week, and that's going to be coming at you one week from now because that's what happens with these sorts of things. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. He, he actually is smoking in the boys' room. He's got to go rip one out. And yeah. take <laughs> Wait, rip one out? Yikes. Rip. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know if I've ever heard to it referred as ripping. <laughs>